Right, guys, welcome back to Talking Thrones with Jones. We are recapping the um, season six, episode four. Jesse, unfortunately, was um, unable to watch the um, episode, so he's going to join us midweek. But we are joined by two incredibly special guests, Emily Salas and her creative partner, Tyler Ganurka, also known as the Maester of Theories. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Really Thanks. good to be here at work. Really happy to be here, yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So, um, you know, our big segment today will, you know, we've, like I said, we've got our Maester of Theories today, Tyler Ganurka, and he is going to be taking us through some of his fiendish and interesting and off-the-wall theories, which we're excited about. Um, but let's just start with some initial reactions on this episode. Um, what, what did you guys feel about, what was the take on the end of the episode? I feel like, I feel like Daenerys Targaryen has needed a scene like that for about two years, as my friend Nathan Miller would say. Um, <laughs> it was a long time coming to, for her to finally have something interesting to do. I mean, she did say, Amelia Clark did say no more nudity, so I'm like a little confused about what exactly is going on there, but otherwise her hair looked great, flames, all of it, love it. You know, it was, I, I agree with the whole, you know, take on the whole flames, like she felt very powerful, you know, like every scene where it was from her vantage point, she was looking down at the Dothraki, kind of like, listen, like, I'm the shit now. And, like, I think that's why she's, like, I'm cool with being naked now because it's a naked with power type of thing, you know, as opposed to, like, being naked and I might get raped by Drogo or something, mm -hmm. which is not tight. Naked and afraid. Yeah, no, totally. I think she's, yeah, she's reached that dove, I'm comfortable in my own body scenario. But I, I'm, my main concern was, like, what are your fire prevention scenarios in Dosh Colleen? That seemed to be a pretty crazy fire started pretty quick. Somehow the doors are locked. Like, we got to get a fire extinguisher. You know, like, did anybody... Is that even, like, did an engineer even look at that? Was I, that to code? I don't think it was to code. I have a theory. I think that, you know, her two homeboys, who are both in love with her, kind of came in, maybe put a little lighter fluid or something, whatever they have back then, um, some just caustic accelerant mm -hmm. um, on the ground, and... They definitely killed those dudes and put the little bars in the door handles. So she, she, could she have done it alone? Yes. Could she have used those other bitches in that tent to help her? Yeah, she could have convinced them. But yeah, I definitely think the Dothraki are going to have to go through some new internal, like, interior design. Mm -hmm. Like, the, whoever's interior designing for the Dothraki is going to have, like, a big job on his hands. Flame-retardant chairs, flame-retardant rods. I mean, tents in general, really mm. not the best thing to have around a flame, but, yeah. you know, and it's a tent village. He might do so many great things and no more present so many more fires. He might be the new, you know, call. I don't know. You love it. Yeah, you, you need some kind of fire prevention warden. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Let's also, were there any, I feel like things are getting really weird um, over in King's Landing with the Faith Militant, um, the Tyrells, it looks like, um, it looks like our boy, um, what is his name, Marjorie's uh, gay brother? Oh, Loris. Loris. It, it seems like he's a broken man. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do we think is about to happen there? Do we think they're going to get busted out? By the Lannisters I and, and the, and I the just coalition army to kill all of the High Sparrow people, like, like Bernie Sanders. I'm just, yeah. yeah, I'm just done with that storyline. Like, yeah, like I'm just done with it. I mean, I we we hate the Lannisters. We hate the High Sparrow. You know who we don't hate? <laughs> Grandma Tyrell. So whatever she wants to do, you know, I'm, I could go either way. She's kind of like my coin flip in this in this situation. Like, 
she can choose. Like, does she want to be on the side of the faith militant? Okay, then I'll do that. Okay, that's fine. You got me. If, if you want to be on the side of the Lannisters, okay, you have cool headdresses. Like, I'll follow you wherever you go. So I'm kind of wherever she wants to do. It kind of seems like she's leaning towards not dying. That's, like, her main goal, better than them, them than us, which is yep, kind yeah, of the yep, motto yeah, yeah. I live by in general. Um, and so... I think that I'm excited for a war. It's going to be fun. I want to see a yeah. war as well. Well, I thought that was uh, interesting because I feel like Lady Olena, Grandma Tyrell, has been driving the action a lot and has kind of been the mastermind behind a lot of things. Like, she essentially masterminded the death of um, Joffrey, right? And, like, she like she was the only person to kind of best Tywin in, you know, like, verbal sparring. So it always seemed like she was in control of every single thing um, up until this point, but... Like, it was crazy to me to see Cersei and uh, Jamie walk in and actually kind of, like, drive the action and have Grandma Tyrell be like, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she, so, She's yeah. emotionally invested, though, you know? She's compromised for, for the first time. Her, you know, Marjorie and Loras are, like, kind of pawns now. And it used to be that, you know, she was doing what was best for the kingdom by thinking of Marjorie killing Joffrey and whatnot. But now it's like okay, I mean, I'm invested in these two idiots that are locked up because they're my family, and if other people have to die to get them out, and I think Cersei and Jamie know that, and they're kind of playing that on that a little bit, but maybe it could be used for something worse. Maybe Marjorie is going to die, maybe Loras is going to die, and Cersei's going to try to take over the throne, I don't know. I think you're right. I think one of them dies. Well, here's my question. Like, why can't, if you're these, if you're Loras or Marjorie, why can't you just atone... And then get the fuck out of there and go kill everyone. And then say, we just atoned, we were lying, we actually didn't commit any of these sins, we were just atoning to get out of the clutches of these lunatics. Like Cersei did. Like Cersei. Exactly. Who are dead anyway now because we killed them all. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like... I mean, it's obvious that... How bad could a naked walk be? Well, obviously Marjorie has a lot of pride, and she was trying to build her brother Massive pride. So, like... She's worried about the brand. Yeah, Yeah. she's really concerned, like... She's really concerned about what's going on in her life and how people perceive her. Like, she always has been, so... But Tommen is also worried about her having to do that, and Cersei even alleges that she's worried about that. No, she doesn't give a shit. No, the Tyrells don't want that to happen. So it's like, I almost even think maybe Marjorie knew that Cersei did it, and she wants to be better than Cersei, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And I think if you're if you're Cersei, during Marjorie's Walk of Atonement, you're probably planting extra guys to do dong flashes. <laughs> you know, just like extra humiliation, maybe uh-huh. some rotten food. Having those slave children build paper mache dongs to just kind of whip out. Yeah, a lot of paper mache dongs. Yeah. Okay, okay. so is, is there anything that you guys wanted to talk specifically about the episode before we get into our uh, Maester of Theories segment? How great the pace was. Okay, talk episode. about the pace. I mean... Finally seeing a Stark victory was the greatest thing, that embrace, beautiful... Oh, my God. Oh, Talk I mean, about, like, long time coming. By the way, best Sansa... Hug, best hug of the year, probably. Oh, it's going to be hug of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the actress who plays Sansa <laughs> is maybe five inches taller than Jon Snow, so I was very <laughs> impressed by just the magic of television. They kind of hid the that apple box. with the hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting off the horse, it kind of looked steps. like she... Kind of looked like she was just jumping, but really they were just standing still. I like. I just like really loved that they skipped all of the traveling. Like I was really happy about that. Also, I just feel like we need to talk about Tormund and Brienne's sexual tension. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that was great. Because that was one of the greatest moments. I, you know, every woman hopes for that moment one day in her life for someone to look at her eating a mutton chop 
the way Tormin looked at Brienne. And I think I would like that to happen. I would like to see more. So okay, yeah, like so do you I'm, think do you think they're just going for a comedic moment, which was incredible, or do you think Tormund's gonna throw like gonna take her out to a bar and kind of, you know, treat her like a lady? I like think they're gonna do, do you think that. there's <laughs> I think they're gonna go win the North back together. They're gonna be alone. Save each other's life in a battle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's gonna save his life in a battle. Yeah. And then he's gonna save her life because he's also a badass. So I think, you know, there could be something brewing there. I'm, I like it. I'm I'm just loving it. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm like in full support of those two just getting together, getting some coffee together. You know, I want to see the gentler side. Yeah, yeah, like me too. Like, where where do people in Westeros go on dates? Like, where would they go? Like under a tree, under, probably. Like, does he write yeah. her some slam poetry to impress her at like a hipster coffee shop? I have a feeling he could <laughs> improv pretty good slam poetry based on all of the horrors that he's seen, and she would love it because she loves horrors. Yes, yeah, they've I, been they've been there. Yeah, and I also really liked. Um, the scene, I mean, I was very disappointed by the slave woman, um, the former Stark employee, dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I really liked her. I was oh, hoping yeah. that maybe she would live for a little bit longer, but the thing that I like about that whole situation is that I knew one of them was going to die, either Osha or, or uh, Rickon, and so now I'm very happy because I have hope for Rickon that he will survive. Um, yeah, you want him to survive. Like, you feel like he's been gone for too long, and, mm-hmm. like, it, for him to die unceremoniously, like, it's just going to suck. I just don't it's know. It's going to be heartbreaking. With Marcella and with Tommen, the actors who played those kids um, got recast when they came back. And, yeah. You know, I'm I'm thinking, like, they didn't recast Rick on. They must think he's a really good actor. I'm hoping that that means that he's going to be around longer so that we can see, you know, I, I also want to know what happened to them all this time. Like, one of them has to be able to tell that story, at least a little bit of it. Did, how'd they get captured? Was it all part of a plan to get captured? So that John Is that really come? his direwolf? Like, yeah. Okay, so that's the brilliant question that Jexy brought up, is yeah. that, like, um, is, is Umber essentially posing as an ally, mm-hmm. and then is he going to double-cross Ramsay? I'm hoping. And, and is that you hope that that's not really the direwolf? I feel like direwolf right. deaths at this point for me are just... Emotional. Oh, they're just scenario. as bad as. It's like I the think red a lot of them are metaphors, again. you know. Oh wow! I think I mean every time a, a wolf dies, a Stark dies. You know, like yeah. No, you're right. It's so, like they're the guardian of each of these. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think they're way more connected. They're especially there in the first episode of, of Game of Thrones. They all get their own dire wolf. Even John does. So. And Rob's dire wolf died the night that he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Are okay. any of the other dire wolves dead? Where Sansa's and Arya's and Rickon's are and Brand's. Well, Lady got killed by Ed. Right? Yeah. Because when... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Arya's essentially like punishment for the oh. Joffrey, hitting yeah. Joffrey. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. yep. Okay. So, and then, who knows? Well, I guess she's still alive. I mean, yeah. she's really alive. So, that theory is kind of dead now, but... Whatever. That was fun while last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you're, but you are the maester of theories, and, and actually that's a good segue. Mm. So we bring ourselves to the kind of feature part of the pod. Um, Tyler, our maester of theories, is going to take us through some of his theories, and you know, some are his own, some are from Reddit, but uh, let's just dive in and start discussing. So, um, yeah, this is, this is really fun for me because I like to think about things in very strange ways, how they're connected, and I kind of keep in you know, with my theories since I don't, haven't read the books and don't know a lot oh, of Oh, not a book reader. Okay, I'm cool. Not a book reader. Okay, I cool. feel like I should like say that out there out loud so that people that 
our book readers roll in their eyes, they, they have an excuse. You know? Very protective. Yeah, yeah, book readers get very protective. Yes, yeah. and, and I, I respect that. I have read a lot of Game of Thrones wiki in the last four days in, prepare, in preparation for these theories to <laughs> kind it. of find some it. other like weird things. So uh, it's kind of like Cliff Notes for, you know, I was a Cliff Note reader. So um, some of my favorite crackpot theories that I found um, throughout the internet, Reddit, you know, is the first one was Ned and Robert Baratheon were secretly in love with each other. Mm. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, it's kind of can like, we substantiate that? Like, yeah. give, us, give us something. Right. So a lot of that just like, feels like you're at a bar and you just you know you look at it out right. there. you look at Liana and you look at Robert and they looked or not Robert and Liana and, and Ned. <laughs> they're brothers. You know they were pretty much twins. You know and like they looked very similar. So maybe the only, the biggest reason why um, Robert gave you know two hoots about. Liana was because she looked so much like Ned, mm-hmm. you know, and he always wanted Ned to come with him to battle, to just be his, you know, they just are so connected and it just kind of feels like they're secretly in love and maybe they're even together right now and with the Lord of Light hanging out or something, I don't know. Well, I, look, I think there's something to that because think about it, you're down in King's Landing, you're essentially mm-hmm. ruling, you know, you're Robert Rathen, you've taken the throne. Uh, your king's hand has died, why not just send a fucking raven up to Winterfell and say, hey, Ned, get the fuck down here. No, he travels all the way up there with his full family, mm-hmm. and they hug. By the way, there's also a comment about his weight, which he couldn't have been appreciative of. Sure. You know, like Ned says, hey, by the way, you've gained some weight. I think that crushes Baratheon in that moment. I think a lot of He's people, like, fuck, i got to go on a diet. Some people might actually consider that flirting. So <laughs> I think that's fair to say that. There is some sexual tension between he them. He knew they were going to hook up, and he was not looking forward to it. Yeah. So. Okay, so th- I, I think that's definitely a shoe in for, like, actually a possibility for sure. I, you can't, I don't think that one's dead. No. You know, I think that one's very much alive. So some of these might die right away, but that's why we have you guys here. So um, this one is actually a pretty solid one, and it's not my idea. Um, I heard it from someone at work and have heard it kind of trickling yep. around that. Basically, Game of Thrones and Westeros is kind of like the Matrix. And Bran is like the architect. He's that guy that's in that room with oh, all the televisions and has the yeah. beard that kind of looks like Will Ferrell and, and um, is basically like fine-tuning Westeros to always have the same conflict that happens over and over, which kind of goes with like, you know, Bran can talk with people from the past. So there's like a theory that Bran probably made the Mad King go mad because at one point... The Mad King was not a Mad King. He was actually a nice guy, and everyone kind of said he was a nice guy. You look at his his kids. His kids are pretty nice people. Rhaegar was he liked to sing, you know, like do all these things. Then all of a sudden, like turn a hat, you know, the Mad King stopped clipping his toenails. Like, you know, what I read in long toenails. Well, hold on. Yeah. sorry, where did, it, where did we know that he had long yeah. toenails? Well, apparently somewhere I read it in the wiki. So I'm cliff noting right now. But like it said, he had like long hair. And had like, like fingernails that were like almost an inch long, or not, not more than an inch. Mm-hmm. That's fashionable but, in India, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he had a cocaine addiction too. So, but um, yeah. So that one's interesting. I'm speechless. That I do one. like. Oh. I do like that theory. I actually agree that I think that Bran could have made the Mad King mad because. I think we got kind of a glimpse of it last week when he was talking to young Ned and Ned turned around. Yep, he didn't yeah, yeah. really know what he was hearing. I'm wondering if, you know, he was the whispers that the Mad King heard, you know, 
during his rule when he became crazy, if that was the reason why. And maybe Bran is going back in time and trying to change things, and he ends up making them worse, or he ends up making them the way they are now. Okay, guys, I'm shooting that theory down. I think the Mad King is just reminiscent of the actual inbreeding of um, monarchs back in the day, and mm-hmm. that, like, like, the Targaryens tried to keep their blood pure, and I think that, like, part of the reason he was he went mad was essentially, like, just intense inbreeding. But that's just okay. my, that's my take. But. Cool. Okay. Okay, that's what fair. else we got? That's fair. Um, uh, Varys is a merling. So What's he, a merling? Merling is kind of like a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. That's why he tells everyone he's a eunuch because then no one wants to see him naked. And he wears all these robes. Oh, like, the robes. <clears throat> so it explains a lot there. Um, I know this one is pretty crazy, but you can't really kill it. Yeah. So you can't really prove that. Is he really a eunuch? Because everyone just says he is. You know, we haven't been shown He's this. very smooth, yeah. Very you know, smooth. like doesn't have any hair. Like that's kind of going to be good for swimming. Right. Yeah. And then Air even, uh, even uh, what's his face? Littlefinger. Had, was on a boat that was named after Merlings, so they, I think they exist in Westeros, and I think that he might be one of those Merlings. Okay, I like that. Wow. I, like I don't that. know where that really goes, but... I already like Varys, but if he ended up being a merman, I think I would be just in love with him. I think, I mean, it makes sense. Uh-huh. He's very merman-like. Yeah, he's like an odd guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like he, with that, like, very smooth bald head, he has really good, like, friction through the water. Yeah, no, for sure. Cruise. interesting affect... Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm going to cruise through these last two, and then we'll get through, like, the theories I actually want to talk about. Um, Ned Stark is still alive, and but <laughs> the, re- the oh, thing here is... It's substantiated this one. This is, uh, this is a little... This one is basically very simple. Uh, the many-faced god, or the no-ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, put on his face, let their head get chopped off, and then he's still flowing around in Essos somewhere. Oh my god, I just love that now. You just fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome. But he's but So that is the big theory of, of mine is the no like the many faced god and his interactions with all of Westeros. That's who's alive and who's not. Who's alive and who's oh not. My god, like, I'm loving we'll, that. We'll get to that a little but, bit but later. So, but so well how about this? So why would let's entertain this seriously, because there are a lot of incredible theories that are just wacky, but um, why would Ned, like, how would Ned have had the self-control to stay in hiding all this time, you know, like, I, like ostensibly on, yeah. knowing by Braven and all the shit that's I going on? I think Ned has a lot of self-control, I and mean, if you look at it, like, he kept Lyanna's secret about whoever John is, or... No, for sure. Has, ...has kept that for a long time, and he even, like, you can kind of tell that he, he's very good at keeping secrets, especially things that are close to him, or about him. That's a really good point. And also, maybe he was like John and learned the hard way that, like, you do the right thing and you get murdered. So maybe he's just trying to plot the exact right way to take revenge on the death of his kid, his wife. Oh my god, this would be like the ultimate, like, terrible twist, but so terrible it would be awesome. But the reason it would be so great is because the main thing Game of Thrones is known for is the deaths. So it's like, what if none of those deaths even really happened? Yeah. Or so. one, even one of them didn't really happen. That would be awesome. Well, but hold on. But then Jack and, you know, like who's kind of like the highest ranking member of this crew mm-hmm. who, who we know of, wouldn't he theoretically be in on this whole thing? And wouldn't he tell uh, Arya. fucking Aya? No, I, I think he's he's focused on becoming making Arya a no one. So why would he tell her something that's going to have her emotionally respond to something? And that's a good point. That is a really good point. 
All right, so the last crackpot Loving that theory. theory. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even feel like that's a crackpot theory, by the way. Well, first off, that Ned Stark being alive is a crackpot theory I heard from someone else. But it measures into a theory that I have that I'll, I'll talk about, and it has to do with the many-faced god and the no-one. So, last one is Danny will destroy all the altar boys since she's the breaker of chains, and they're, like, wearing chains around their shoulders, you know? Oh, the... So, like, um, she's yeah, going to yeah, come yeah, in, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. she's going to be the one that takes out the High Sparrow and all the boys because they have those chains, and it just is a metaphor. It's a so, metaphor Or theory. she's going to free them and kill the High Sparrow. Well, I don't know. Are they, like... Are they slaves? They're not slaves. Aren't they? They're, they're like just crazy. They're cult. like th- They're definitely crazy. I mean, they've got tattoos of pentagrams in their yeah. heads and shit. Like, last time I checked that, you're slaves not part of a mainstream... Idea. Like, they... <laughs> yeah, like slaves to an idea. We all are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. let's really get let's really get into theories that I, I've kind of like thought about. I think Jon Snow might be Azor Ahai. How you, are you? Yeah, yeah. The prince that was promised. That was promised. By the way, kind of alluded to it this last this last episode. And the week before. By the way, terribly like remember when um, the Red Woman was like, "Yep, he's the prince that was promised," and then then the Onion Knight's like. What about Stannis? Yeah. And she's like, ooh, and just like runs and then, away. And then she's, he's Bye. like, what about the princess? And then she's like, uh, nothing. What about the princess? Gotta go by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm getting a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Brienne just kind of came in and like created this weird third one. I was hoping that he would be like, wait, we're not done here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Shireen was yeah. never fully. Yeah, so he's, do you he think he's going to come back? Do you think he's going to come back and ask her again? Because that was yeah, stunned. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he doesn't know, and he yeah. would hate her oh my forever. God. Like, it wouldn't matter that she brought Jon Snow back to life, you know, because he loved that, he loved Shireen so much. And he still doesn't know that she was burned alive. And I was hoping that Brienne, when she was like, I was there, that we would be like, wait, she was there? She saw that? But she was talking about, I was yeah, there. Yeah, it was slightly confusing. Yeah. yeah, It's hard, though, because now you can only listen to, like, one-fourth of the things that the Red Woman's saying because she's only one-fourth right. In the ones that she's not even confident about, that's the one you're like, oh, we should go with that. You know? Can I also just say, Brienne, moving a little goofily for me. Like, you know, like, can we stop the goofy kind of steps? Like, somebody give her a couple Mm -hmm. dance lessons, a couple sword lessons. Mm -hmm. Like, it's season six Mm -hmm. now. You'd think she'd be training in between each season, but she's still moving a little bit awkwardly. kind of a big... Well, I don't think... I think think it makes makes sense because... Like, she's a badass knight, but there's not that many women knights <clears throat> in Westeros. So, like, how many knight, like, armors are built for women? Good point. So Good I point. think that... Could, I think could have sexist armor makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think there are sexist arm, armor makers, definitely in Westeros. Like, they're like, wait, you're a woman? No, that's not going to work. Uh, here, just take this. Take this armor I made for that's my a, horse. That's and a really she's progressive like, take on this. And she's like, fine, I will. And she's owned it. And, <laughs> yeah, she walks a little weird, but she still, like, mows down people. So, I, I don't know. Like, and I'm, horses. And horses. Like, I'm down with it. I'm down with Brynn. I know that Jesse doesn't like her. Uh, I do. I I'm a fan as well. So She's going to have Tormund's ginger Jesse's not here so to defend really awesome. his point, so we win. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think that the interesting thing is that, like, you know, he's dead. A lot of people think he's a Targaryen, which is all these things about... Who? The Prince Who's Promise. Oh, This yeah. is back yep. to John. Yep, yep, yep. The only question I have is, like, I don't think his sword is the Lightbringer, which is supposedly the thing that's allowed... To, or like that's going to take down all of the White Walkers or the others. So, and usually to like get... That's a really good point because the, the Lightbringer is supposed to be like literally on, on fire, fire, right? It's, it's yeah. supposed to be hot. And even though his is like shattering fools and can actually kill White Walkers, I don't think it's the Lightbringer yet. And the whole thing with the Lightbringer is that like 
for Az- how do you answer Azor Ahai? Let's just say Azor, Azor. Ahai. Yeah. Uh, Azor, the way that he was able to make and forge Lightbringer was killing someone he loved. So seriously, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm really curious to see like if it is Jon Snow or if it is um, Danny. Like, like who are they going to kill? Who they are completely in love with? to forge that sword and be able to save Westeros from, you know, the others or the White well, Okay, okay, so well, let me ask you a question. You, you know, you saw the kind of jousting between, um, what's his name, um, the, the guy with Grayscale? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Joran? Joran. Yeah, Jorah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jorah and Dario. Like, I just kind of want to see both of them dead at this point. I do too, It's man. like, stop I'm talking trash. That. It's like, you're not really adding much to the thing. Look, she's basically impervious. She's got a dragon. Like, it's like, well, it's she essentially... she doesn't care about either of them. She doesn't know? give a shit. She's just banging Dario for the moment. For the, yeah, and the other guy, she's like, I already kicked you out of here twice in your backs for some reason. Yeah, and he's like, got grayscale. He's old. He's, he's literally old. like grayscale. It won't go away. Like... <laughs> Yeah. It's just going to keep coming back. Yeah. So, uh, slowly I mean, kind of taking over everything, and like you're like, okay, speed it up. Like, let's get rid of this guy. Speaking of grayscale, I mean, I, I don't want to like. Yeah, great. I don't want to like, you know, get too far off track here. But like, say things went shitty, like really bad. Say things went really bad. It'd be White Walkers versus grayscale dudes. Like, what happens then? Um, I mean, so, okay, so we've got essentially two armies, Grayscale versus White Walkers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Grayscale people would die. They would turn into White Walker, Grayscale. But they're like, they're just like rocks, right? That is, you know what, we need to get in, uh, like, basically, we we probably need to get David Irons back on the pod to do some kind of scientific take Mm -hmm. on, like, what wins grayscale or white walker I'd love to know the answer to that because that's a legitimate question and can a white walker get grayscale like are you zombie around you're like shit I know and it's white scale you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. hey guys I've got to uh, I've actually got a hard stop so we may need to do part two of this pod okay Um, but brilliant stuff from you guys incredible stuff from a master of theories thank you for guesting that was was super fun wonderful to be on one of the best episodes not only of the season but I dare say of the series oh wow I think wow I'm excited for for what happens in episode five. Let's uh, get Littlefinger back in here to kind of get him on the hot seat. Oh, I'm all about Bran. I'm, I don't care about it. I just want to know what Bran is seeing right now. So No, for sure. Totally agree. Okay, we'll get you back for part two, but thank you so much. Thanks, Jeffrey. Awesome. Later. <laughs>